Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Glad we could be with you. A lot going on. We've got a terrific guest in this segment. It's, it's more or less an impromptu, kind of an emergency broadcast situation. I was talking to Bob Griswold from Ready Made Resources here oh, this morning, and we were talking about various things, and I said, you know, Bob, this is important stuff. We should probably get this out to people. So we're going to get to Bob in just a minute, but I just want to let everybody know here that, that we have a couple of sponsors that make this show possible, and I wanted to tell you about them. One is Virtual Shield, and let me tell you this, folks. If the left is able to take over, you will be persecuted and prosecuted for your online behavior. It'll be just like China. Google will have free reign over everything that happens, just like they do with a social credit system in China. You can block your online presence keep prying eyes away by using virtual shield you can keep the hackers out as well too go to hidewithdave.com that's hidewithdave.com and oh by the way they've got the lowest prices in the industry but they've got a special on top of their already low prices hidewithdave.com we're also brought to you by well we're going to talk to him in a minute readymaderesources.com bob griswold and uh, we're going to be talking about one particular product he has specifically and that's communication we're going to get into the importance of communication here today and uh, we're going to be exploring that with bob readymaderesources.com and what set bob, what sets bob apart among many things but one of the key things i see is he'll spend time talking to you he'll assess where you're at he'll tell you what your next step is a lot of people charge for that service bob does not he's in his business to serve yes he's a businessman but he is in the business to serve ReadyMadeResources.com. Well, speaking of the devil, so to speak, let's go to Bob Griswold. Uh, Bob, thanks for joining me on such a short notice, but this is such an important topic because we've got uh, what I think are situations that could end up shutting down the Internet, shutting down cell phone communication. We're going to get into all that, but uh, I don't know about you, but I think I do know about you. Uh, These attacks on the left are no more than poorly contrived false flags. Dave, we are seeing a perfect storm gather right now. We see this invasion force coming up from the south, and this is going to be a dangerous situation because if Trump stops them, it could precipitate violence in the uh, Hispanic community uh, or or be used to uh, precipitate violence in the Hispanic community and the liberal community, and we could see a nationwide rash of violence spring up across our nation. If we don't stop this group, there will be another group and another group, and another group. They say there's 179 million South Americans who want to come live in the, in, the, in the United States. Well, that's over half the population of what we have now. We are going to see, this is a conquesting army. They are not carrying the American flag. They're carrying their nationalistic flags with them. And so we see that happening, and that could precipitate an incredible amount of violence. We see this stock market being crashed on purpose right now. It went down another 600 points today. We see these fake bombings that are going on, and I don't think anybody with a half a brain in their head is going to think that this is legitimate. You, you know, I don't send a bomb to President Trump knowing that President Trump doesn't open his mail. It's opened away from the White House. The Senate mail is not opened at the Senate. It's opened away from it. So if I send a bomb to one of the senators or congressmen, that, that it's not going to be opened by them. There's no chance that they're going to blow up. None. So, I mean, it's, it's absolute poppycock to think, oh, I sent a, I sent a big bomb to uh, John Brennan. I mean, he doesn't open his mail. Some 
$10 or $15 an hour a person does. And, I mean, you, do those are the people you want to blow up and get mad at you? That's it, David. It's just so obvious a false flag. It's desperation. And desperate people resort to absolutely des- desperate tactics. And they are, um, at, I think at this point, willing to pull out all the stops and do anything, crash the economy. I mean, you know, who was the talk show host that said he'd be glad to see the stock market crash so it hurt Trump's chances at re-election? Yeah. Um, the, perfect, the perfect storm is going on right now. And what this could precipitate across the nation is these, if, if violence breaks out and martial law were declared, the internet would be shut down. The the your IP address would be shut down. Certain IP addresses would would be allowed to be up, but you would have to uh, pass the Chinese muster test. You know, do, are you socially uh, aware and socially uh, you know graceful that you can be on the internet? And people who believe in conspiracy or, or, or even the fact would be uh, absolutely kicked off the internet. Um, people such as yourself, the Hagmans, Steve Quayle. Matt Bracken. I mean, you know, just those people. I mean, they are high-value targets to the left. Um, if somebody were to move against one of them, it would be good if any of those people could send out a signal. You know, uh, the military has their broken arrow signal. You know, a uh, broken arrow. That means uh, my position's been overrun. And and that could alert others that maybe it's time to go visit Grandma's house and get away from where we're at. Um, the, the chances they could move against them all at the same time, yes. But if they could not, if something happened, getting a signal out to where um, you know people could react to it, and it might not be, and and I think there's a good chance it would not be, the actual federal government doing it. They could be using proxy. Proxy armies, you know, gangs of people. MS-13. Wasn't Hillary going to use MS-13 as a scapegoat uh, doing a false flag? That's what's been rumored. And just imagine if MS-13 started moving against people. It would be nice to say, um, you know, hey, we have a broken arrow here. Somebody's moving against me. I need help and to alert other people. And that can only be done with um, shortwave radio. Ham radio. It can only be done in that venue because, again, your IP address will be shut down, your cell phone will be shut down, and that will be the only form of communication you will have. So I'd like to, you know, um, let's unpack this for a bit of what it means to get a ham radio license. What kind of license you need? What kind of trans? um, What kind of equipment you need to be able to do this? And what I have suggested is some of the high value targets, and you keep this totally private among yourselves. Is, is Jesus. He had his concentric circles of friends. He had Peter, James, and John. Those were his innermost people. He had the, the, the Twelve. And even in the Twelve, there was a traitor in them. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. Uh, but he had his Twelve. He had the Seventy. And then he had the Masses. You know, setting up networks to where, um, you know, peoples that are high value to the left that would like to see them take you know people on the right taken out set up these networks where they are operating on ham radio and they can send out signals i mean obviously you have coded signals and you have to be careful because code is illegal in times of peace and in times of war on ham radio but if my life is dependent i would do what i needed to do um 
So uh, let's let's unpack this for a bit, Dave, and see what the right. average person can do to get prepared with radio and make sure that they can communicate with their friends. Because just as you would need to communicate maybe to Steve or to someone else that, hey, there's people surrounding my house right now and they don't, don't look very friendly, you know, let your guard go up, go up to DEFCON 1 and, um, you know, be, be aware because it could be happening to you here shortly. Um, you know, that would be a good signal to send out if you could. You're not going to do it on your cell phone, as I said, and you're not going to do it on your computer. Those will have already been shut down. Um, so uh, with that said, uh, you have any questions, Dave? Anything you'd like to say? Well, I think that at the end of the day, we will always find a way to communicate. I mean, if you look at the uh, colonists in Boston after the Boston Tea Party and the British basically came in and they imposed martial law, the committees of correspondence still kept communication alive. They didn't have internet, they didn't have telephones, yet they were able to communicate to the other 12 colonies that there was trouble, and it helped unite the colonies and lead to the revolution. So I'm confident that Americans will find a way to communicate, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say about why you think it's going to take the form of shortwave. Well, again, we have to use, the the colonists used the medium of the day, and that was basically horseback. Um, you know, they use that medium. Today, I don't know if that medium would work quite as well because things move much faster than that. And so um, what we have to look at is what we have at hand, and that would be, you know, radio uh, um, transmission because they have radio transmission, and we would need the same thing. Um, And so that's what I would recommend people to look into. Obviously, in a small community, obviously word of mouth would work, but in a small community... um, you might not be able to get the the news out to where you could get help. You know, just put it this way, Dave. During any natural natural emergency, national or international emergency, ham radio comes into play. It was used in 9/11. Not a lot of people know this, but you know, when that building fell down, those buildings fell down. They severed the communication lines, the cell phone lines, the, the, the internet lines. And so there was no internet, there was no cell phones coverage. Ham radio operators stepped in and were patching in, were patching in and relaying information of survivors. You know, they would, there were people on the street, they were given a list and they were saying, you know, John Smith is alive. And so that was used there. Then the fires in Tennessee, it was used. The fires in LA, it was used. When there's an earthquake in Pakistan, and they have relatives in the United States and relatives in Pakistan. Shortwave radio is used to communicate survivors back and forth. So it is something that is continually used. In fact, our government set up shortwave specifically for national emergency. That's what it was originally set up for. That when they have ham radio day, and it's it's basically turned into a contest to see how many contacts I can make. But it was originally done so that we it was to test the system to make sure you could contact people all over the country. I've engaged in a ham radio day, and you sit on the radio. And I just CQ, which means I'm calling out, and I ask for, for contacts, and I get contacts all over everywhere. I mean, just so you know, Dave, I have talked with people in uh, Australia on ham radio. That's 12,500 miles away. The Falkland Islands, I've spoken to a jetliner flying over Nicaragua. I've spoken to people in the Middle East, you know, Asia, obviously, uh, Canada, uh, Europe. Uh, South America, it, it's not that hard to get on the ham radio and start talking to people, and obviously everywhere in the United States. Um, there are several different classifications of license you need in order to be to do that. So here's what I'm going to start unpacking. Uh, the first license you get as a, as a ham radio operator is your technician's license. 
that allows you to use the UHF VHF frequencies. That stands for ultra high frequency, very high frequency. Those are the frequencies that are most likely used to communicate locally. And when I say locally, is up to about 100 miles. Um, with the use of repeaters, you can talk out to about 100 miles, maybe less, 50 to 100 miles, I'll say. So that would cover your immediate group of friends, I, I trust, that you could get in contact with them and let them know if something was going wrong. I've, I've shared this experience to you before on the radio, right. that there's a, a specific young lady that is part of our friends, and one night she was home alone. Her husband was a couple hours away, and um, I got a call, and she said there were people on her property. And um, I don't want to go into too many details, but she, I had warned this person about going to McDonald's and using their Wi-Fi that um, being uh, an attractive young woman, she would pick up something one night she didn't want, and I was I was concerned that that had happened. So, you know, um, um, I I grab my radio on the way over there. I'm getting, you know, situation reports. I stop early. I have my night vision with me, of course, and I can approach their property very stealthily. As long as she's okay, I'll approach it very slowly and deliberately. But if I heard that somebody had come in through the front door, then I would approach it a totally different way. Um, you know, so that in that case, ham radio would work because cell phones don't work where they live. They live very remote. And so um, that, that, uh, that was very good that we could set that uh, capability up. It, it, and again, so somebody in a grid-down situation where you have desperate people, possibly people invading this country, people on the south, southern end of our country, where you could have thousands of people coming across the border, you might find a situation to where you are in desperate need and in need of friends to come and help back you up or to help you get out of there. You know, there's always power in numbers. So that's something that you, that is very, very needful. Now, um, you can pick up these handheld radios. Bofang has radios for as low as $30 and all the way up to more expensive ones that um, – are going to be more reliable. Uh, they'll transmit longer without getting warm. You, you hold down a, a transmit button on, on a radio for very long, and you notice the radio starts getting warm because it's it's you know putting out a lot of power, and that power translates into heat. Um, but so you want something that's probably weatherproof. Um, Yeshu makes good um, waterproof radios, and I can I can I can talk with people if they call me about this and direct them in the right direction. But that that's what you need as your first license holder. You get the ability to transmit on those frequencies. And here's the rub: I have a lot of people call me going, "Well, I'm just going to buy the radios, and then when I need them, I'm going to transmit with them." No, you won't. Um, in order to use a repeater, your radio has to be programmed. You have to program to that. Um, frequency. Uh, a repeater has an input frequency and an output frequency. That's what gives you your ability to transmit distance. Um, there's a possibility they would be up or not up, but most likely they would be up for a while, and that gives you the ability for at least a week or so to talk to people that you would need to talk to and make the arrangements to do so. And so um, just a word of warning, if you've bought the radios it is highly illegal to transmit on those frequencies. If you get caught, the FCC can fine you up to $10,000 for your first offense. Uh, so you get caught doing it, it could cost you something. And um, second thing is, if you do not train with them and, and learn how to use them, the odds of being able to use them under emergency are very slim, and learning under emergency conditions would not be something I'd want to do. So I just encourage everybody to go out and get your ham radio license. It's very simple. It's not hard to get. There's online prepared let me say it correctly, preparatory courses that you can take. Uh, you do need to take the license test locally. Uh, most people have ham radio groups in your area. It's 
speaking of ham radio groups, uh, there are wonderful places to go. You're going to find people that are like-minded at most of those places. There's a lot of preppers that show up at ham radio clubs. And um, you can just start to listen to them. Don't, don't tilt your cards too early, but just listen. You'll pick out the ones that you can talk with, and they will help you in a lot of different ways. And one is, you know, having somebody with you teaching you how to use a radio is much easier than trying to figure it out on your own. So with that said, if you've bought a ham radio, uh, a Bofang or whatever, um, get your license and learn how to use it. Take it out of the box. Learn how to use it. There are There is a program that you can download for free. It's called Chirps. It's like a bird, Chirps, C-H-I-R-P-S dot com, and that is a ability to download a programming software on your computer, and then that way you can program the radios from your computer. All you have to do is pick the radio that you own, pick the zip code from where you're at. It'll pull up all the repeaters. You can copy those repeaters right over via the computer, and that is much, much easier than using that little keypad to try to program it. I don't know anybody who really does use the keypad to program. They use chirps to program. So that that's being said, that's going to cover your local community. Um, and you'll be able to listen and hear what's going on. Also, most ham radios also have NOAA on them, so you're going to be able to get your uh, 24-7 weather report. Uh, they have other frequencies that are there that you can listen in on and uh, just go online and look at them. I don't want to say it with radio, but um, uh, most of those Bofangs have a wide band of reception, so you can hear a lot of other people talking as well. Um, and any questions, Dave? Well, Am I, I going too fast? No, no, I'm just letting you go because you're going right down the checklist here. What, what kind of cost are we talking about, Bob? Oh, oh well, um, we sell the uh, Bofang F8 radio, which is a pretty good radio. It's a multi, multi-power multi radio, 1, 4, or 8 watt. And the reason 1, 4, and 8 watt are good is because if I'm on my retreat, I want to use 1 watt. I don't want to have a big footprint. And big footprint's not always good. You know, Americans, we think bigger, better. But that's not true. The, the more wattage I put out, the more people that can listen. So if I'm on my retreat, I kick it down to 1 watt. My battery lasts longer, and I have less chance of somebody hearing me, which is good. So if I, but if I need to hit a repeater 17 miles away, I might need to kick it up to 8 watts and hit that repeater. Um, you know, uh, all radios work on line of sight. People ask me how far I can transmit. It's totally variable to your conditions. I mean, if you have mountains around you, that radio signal is going to hit that mountain and stop. If you have buildings, same thing. Lots of trees, the same thing. Hills, same thing. Um, so um, that's where the repeater comes in because the repeater is generally very high up in the air, maybe on a tall building, a water tower, or a radio tower, and your your antenna on your radio can see the antenna that's 300 feet, 400 feet in the air, and you can contact. It makes that line of sight. Whereas if it's just somebody over a mountain on the other side of the mountain, your antenna cannot see that person's antenna, so you can't make contact. That's where the repeaters are so important, and there are literally tens of thousands of them around the country. They're privately owned, most of them. And so, you know, many of them are battery backed up, and so it, it gives you the ability to communicate. That's the important thing. So any radio that you buy works on line of sight. Um, word of caution, if you've bought Midland radios or some brand like that that says 36 miles, in space they will work 36 miles. On Earth they will not work 36 miles because if you're in South Dakota on the flattest part of America, Contrary to what flat earthers will tell you, you will work walk over the, you will walk over the curvature of the Earth at 17 miles. So your antenna is going to go over the curvature of the Earth at 17 miles. You're not going to they're not going to see each other. So you're not going to communicate more than 17 miles. Now, if I was on a mountaintop and somebody's in a valley, yes, maybe. 
you know, in the millennial kingdom of Christ, when the weather is perfect, that would work. But other than that, don't count on that 36 miles. It's just not going to happen. You're going to most most of those radios, no matter what they say, in most conditions, are going to get a half a mile to a mile at best. So if you've bought a, a radio that advertises 36 miles, I would absolutely go out and test it because I don't think you're going to find out it works that far. That's just, this is the benefit of ham radio. Also. When you buy those, you know, walkie-talkie type radios at, at a sporting goods store, you'll notice you cannot unscrew that antenna. That antenna is fixed, and it's generally about four inches long. That's done on purpose because that four-inch antenna will not transmit very far, and you need a longer antenna to transmit that frequency better. You can't change that antenna out. On a ham radio, I can unscrew the little antenna that comes with it, and I can hook it up into my big Yagi antenna huge antenna that's sitting on top of my radio shack and then all of a sudden I've I've increased the the, the capability of that radio hundredfold because ham radios the antennas on screw uh, anybody that goes to my ready-made resources um, YouTube channel can watch a video I do on the on what's called the elk antenna it's a collapsible Yagi antenna Yagi antenna is one of those antennas of us old guys that our parents used to have to get TV on, you know, it had the different size elements pointing down to small ones, from big ones to small ones. That was that's called a Yagi antenna. It's invented by a guy from Japan named Yagi, and anyhow, that's how it got its name. But um, that that is a very good UHF VHF antenna. We sell them collapsible. It's military grade, and I carry that with me everywhere I go um, in my truck because I can, uh, as I've shown people, I carry a roll of monofilament line, heavy-duty fishing line, about a 100-pound test, and I carry some lead weights, Dave. Remember line of sight? So I go out there and I take that lead sinker and throw it over a tree limb 30 feet in the air, and I have a cable 30 feet that I can connect that antenna to my ray handheld, and I use that monofilament to pull that antenna up 30 feet in the air. What have I done? I've just increased my line of sight exponentially. So it's a great way if you're trying to bug home or bug out and you want to make contact with somebody, get that antenna up higher. The higher in the air, the better. So that's what we do, and you can watch the video on my YouTube chase station showing me actually doing that and, and, and the benefits of doing it. Bob, is, so, your, is um, your YouTube, uh, is that under the ready-made resources? Yeah, under ready-made resources. I have videos there on night vision, radio, using a gas mask, making improvised <clears throat> alcohol stoves. I, I, make, I wish I had time to do more. Every once in a while, I had a new one, but um, but yeah, that that one on the antenna is there, and it's very it's it's worth watching because it explains a lot of a lot of what people's questions are, you know. And that's what everyone wants to know: how far can I transmit? And it's totally dependent to your surroundings. Exactly, totally dependent. You will not you will not beat line of sight. Line of sight is going to be every radio, and that's where ham radio comes in: is that the repeaters, which are generally hundreds of feet up in the air, give you that line of sight. Well, we're talking, so, with, uh, we're talking with Bob Griswold from ReadyMadeResources.com. We're going to step aside just for a second to let you know the next segment of the program. And by the way, as we missed in the beginning, I should mention, we're broadcasting on Megaphone, iTunes. So you say, Dave, how do I get your archives? Listen to me. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We're on them all. So no one has an excuse not to get to megaphone.fm where we're broadcasting. Now, you don't go there to listen, so let me clear this up right here. You go to iTunes, Common Sense Show. You go to Google Play, the Common Sense Show. You go to Spotify. Those are the three biggest. 
So we're there, and we're growing exponentially. So I'll keep directing you people there, and we're going to put something up on the website here when we get everything repaired. But anyway, this segment is brought to you by Trade Genius. Now, the market is taking a bit of a tumble. And you say, gee, I want to avoid anything that has to do with the market or anything like that. No, you don't. You need Bob Kudla from Trade Genius Academy, and the reason why is because he will teach you where the benefits are of a down market and where to make money. He showed me these graphs and charts, and he said, you know, Dave, a lot of people make the most money when the market's going down because they know where to go. It's like a silver bullet. And this is why Trade Genius is so good. Check them out. Go to tradelikeagenius.com. It's the best organization I've seen. They're making record profits. It's a tremendous opportunity. Tradelikeagenius.com. We're also brought to you by Prepare with dave.com that's what we have to tell our food supply it's it's prepare with dave because that's what you're doing listen to me very carefully i don't want to see disruptions i have a nice life i really i have a wonderful life i enjoy my family my son's at a very exciting time in his life and i'm getting to share it with him in fact let me tell you a quick story here in his last golf match in his high school career i got to walk the last hole with him to the clubhouse what an emotional amazing experience that was i don't want this stuff to go away my wife and i are having the best years of our life our relationships never been better but hear me clearly america there are so many bad things coming our way that i don't know if president trump and the good people that are still in charge of this country can stop all the people that want to bring this country down they may only achieve it temporarily but that's all it could be to put you in jeopardy you need food and water listen to me very carefully the food you need to go with preparewithdave.com. It's the lowest price. It is the best quality. It's absolutely fantastic. I never get a complaint about the quality. I never get a complaint about the price. Go to preparewithdave.com. You will not be sorry. And if you notice here, and I know my friend Bob here does the same thing, we pick products to market that we think are going to help people when they're in the most trouble. We re- I reject advertising on this show. I turn advertisers away. And nothing against the people that bring me opportunities, but I won't do it unless I think our audience can really benefit from it when they most need it. So that's where we're at here. I just wanted to mention this. One more thing. We're talking with Bob Griswold from Ready-Made Resources. You've already heard about the good communications equipment he has available. We're going to return to Bob now, and we're going to continue our discussion. Bob, I want to take a side turn just for a minute, and I want to go to where we started with this broadcast. And you said something, and I didn't think we quite completed the thought. We have all this rhetoric, weeks and weeks and weeks, of get the conservatives, get in their face, bump them, uh, kick them in the face, as Eric Holder said, okay? Do all these things to them. And now we had about two weeks of absolute silence, and I made the comment the other day, man, the left has gotten quiet. They're no longer telling people to kick the crap out of us. Now we know why. They wanted to get some separation because they know they took a beating for being thugs. And the independent voters were saying, we don't want anything to do with that. So what they have done is they've created space between those thug comments in the election. And now they've done a false flag where they bring out these fake pipe bombs, send them to Obama. And no Republicans are affected. No Republicans are being hassled now. Tells you who's doing all the false flagging. And, Bob, I don't know if you see it this way, but I see this as a way that the left is trying to level the playing field and remove thuggery from the equation for voting from the independents. Well, obviously, they're doing it for political gain. Uh, They they realize that uh, Kavanaugh did not play well, 
and they realized that when Hillary got on TV, basically said, you know, we can't be civil again in this nation until we get, till we get rid of uh, Republicans. Eric Holder is sitting there saying, beat him up. You know, Loretta Lynch, Loretta Lynch has made her comments. Um, Booker has made his comments. I mean, all of them were sitting there basically telling people to use violence. Now, let me just state that. They've not repented. They have not had a come-to-Jesus moment. This is they're, they're, It's still what they think. They're just they're laying off of it, and they will use the underlings to do this. You know, they will use Antifa, MS-13. They'll use the invading force on the on the border. They will continue to do it, but they want to play virtuous at this point. I mean, Hillary came out today and said we need to be a more civil nation. I mean, she just said we can't have civility. I now know. she's saying we have a more. Which I mean, way is it? it Which way is it? Bob? It's so duplicitous. I know. It, it, she's being duplicitous, and 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 yet so it's it, it's totally unsincere. I mean, it, it's just absolutely fake. It's fake like the bombings, fake like everything else they do. I mean, anybody needs a reason to do this. Like again, you don't send bombs to people who don't read their mail. I mean, that's. I mean, who would do that? I mean, you, you want to send a bomb to me? I read my own mail. You know, don't do it. But I, that's. I read my own mail. You know, I don't have a mail reader. I mean, these people are so far removed from reading their mail that a bomb would never reach them. So to me, it just smacks of um, you know, it, it smacks of theater. It's all it is. It's just theater, and you know, just like drugs, Dave. Do they catch all the drugs coming into the country? Ten uh, no. percent. Maybe. But they, did they catch all these bombs? Yes. So they can't catch all the drugs, but they can catch all the bombs coming, right? That's a good point. Bob. Every bomb was caught. Yes. Oh yeah. And sure. not one detonation. Not one detonation. No. No. Not at all. No. It's like, uh, okay, look out for the package. You know, I mean, it, it's it is. It, I mean, to me, it's just so basic, childlike tactics. I just can't believe anybody would fall for it. But well, these, that's me. Yeah. I, well, there's P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute, and must be is, lots of them. This is why the Democrats keep thinking they can do what they want. But you know what we're witnessing here? We're witnessing a false flag attack, and we're witnessing the Reichstag reenacted. It's the, well, Reich, yeah, exactly. it's the Reichstag they're the, fire. They're the Nazis. It's the Reichstag fire all over again. So yes, I agree with you. I, I just, totally yeah, I, I just I just wanted to get that out, get that on the record. By the way, when, when this happened, uh, one of my sister in laws, who I, I absolutely love dearly, um, she sent me a text, and she said, "Dave, this isn't real. It's just too contrived." And she's not into conspiracies, and she doesn't do what we do, Bob. And she said, this is the Democrats doing it themselves to get sympathy for the election. That's what she said. Who wrote the song Sympathy for the Devil? You know? Yeah, I mean, there you go. that's what this is. We should play Sympathy for the Devil as a theme song. I mean, that's what it is. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're desperate. Um, and, and, Dave, I always I want to say this. They, they have a lot of power i mean they they have had generations of minorities that they have told have been disenfranchised by people who want to hurt them which is totally not true they they do control the gangs in this country they control the drug trade in this country they control obviously the ability to market weapons illegally uh, fast and furious they do control the news media in this country. They have controlled the education system for the last three generations of children that have produced nothing more than Marxists. They control the higher education facilities in this country. 
I don't know how what part of the Defense Department they control. I do know that the Defense Department and the, the average military, a lot of it is uh, broken down along different lines. Um, they, they, you know, racial lines and things. They do have a lot. They do have people that go into the military from gangs specifically to learn military tactics. Um, we are a nation at this point in history that's so divided. During the first Civil War, we were a monolithic society. Even the generals that fought the war came out of West Point. Um, today, our religions are different, our languages are different, our cultures, our heritages are different. So much has been um, broken apart that when a Civil War happens in this nation, it is not going to be pretty. Yeah, no well, this, quarter you're right. Given. You're right. The sides are drawn. Bob, there's something else I wanted to bring up. And for people that want to know what we're talking about, you can go to the commonsenseshow.com and look at one of the lead articles on the carousel, and you will see quite clearly what I'm talking about. Um, I won't go into all the detail, but uh, I've had it suggested to me that I'm being spied on because of my remote location. There's no other target out here that would be the recipient of anything like this. And I have now three opinions who people have looked at this and said, this doesn't belong in a neighborhood. And it's antenna uh, four miles down the street from me, or four miles, four blocks, or excuse me, four houses down the street from me. Bob, did you get a chance to look at that antenna? And do you have any opinion on it? I, I, you know, I've got, I have somebody looking at it, but I would say it's a microwave burst antenna. Um, it's designed to send uh, pulse frequency information uh, quickly. That, that's what I'm guessing, um, just from my understanding of uh, antennas. Um, that's what I would guess it would be, and I have somebody looking at it that will confirm it for sure. I, I uh, uh, showed it to my uh, RSOF contact, and he never contacts me the way same way two times in a row. And he said, they're just trying to figure out who I am. He said, Dave, they don't give a crap about you. It's just that you've got so many people coming out saying things. There were things that end up being true, like about the Chinese and the U.N. and so forth. And he said, uh, they want to know who you're talking to. And uh, so people have to understand, I am 15 miles from the nearest store. And this kind of sophisticated antenna. And when we had this storm rip through our, our neighborhood back in late August, I was writing about the U.N. and the Chinese incursion in America every single day at that time. And I, I had gone back in and fell asleep. My wife was out at 2 a.m. with the dogs surveying the damage we lost trees we had a trampoline thrown 75 yards to the air and smashed our pool fence that's how bad the storm was neighbors were out at 2 a.m we're looking over the fence talking flashlights going and so forth but these two guys down the street my wife saw this i never noticed it they were up on this overextended garage what they should never have been permitted to have it violates our codes and they were just working on their antenna they could have cared less about the damage to their home to their yard they're worried about the antenna. My wife mentioned it to me uh, a couple days later, and I said, let me go look at this. And I took a picture, and I go, this is odd. So I sent it over to Vance Davis, my friend who used to be in the NSA, and he goes, he goes, who you been talking to? They sure want to know. And so that's that's why communications is really, really important. And I, I, I got to tell you, Bob, I'm a little unnerved that I would even be thought to be worthy of that kind of surveillance Remember the question I asked you this morning? I said, why would, why would they waste these resources on me? Tell the audience what you told me. Well, you know, it's, it's not only you, but they want to see who's contacting you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, you have uh, sources that uh, say they're, you know, in, in place that have sensitive information. They're going to they're gonna want to dissect it. They're going to want to peel that onion to, um, to find out who's and what's going on. 
And so, you know, all of us have those kinds of people. I mean, ready-made resources. I mean, they want to might want to look at that just to see who, what kind of people are contacting my business. I mean, it's it's it is it's it's everywhere. It is so invasive in our society today. We cannot get around it. The surveillance state has totally enveloped us, um, and and with the five G technology, it's just going to be absolutely just unescapable. I, I think of that scripture in the Bible that says, "Who can fight the beast?" I mean, um, and it's only a beast is only destroyed at the second advent of Christ. Um, you know, so anything, anything that they that you have coming or going, they would be have, have interest in, just not maybe you, but people who would be contacting you. Um, and that's what they do. They gather intelligence and they start painting a picture, and um, that's that's my that's what I suspect. I had a when, when they had the last Central American invasion. A few years ago, I was contacted by a DEA agent because I started reporting on various things going on uh, in, uh, let's put it this way, our government had struck a deal through the Obama administration to let 80% of the drugs in, and that came out in a court case in Chicago, and the DEA director, uh, this DEA regional director actually led me to it. And um, you know what he told me? This is kind of interesting. He says, you keep printing this kind of stuff, Dave. He said, they're going to move in next door to you. Boy, were those ever prophetic words. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I suspect. Uh, he told me. He but, used to he used to give me this code book. He sent me a code book in pieces, like different mailings to different addresses. And I put it back together. And he says, this is how you do it. And he said, this is how we communicate. This word means this. This words mean that. And he said, and they'll never be the wiser. And he said, eventually they'll correlate it to your writing, and then we'll change it. And he said, by that time, yeah, yeah. go ahead. That's what, I, that's what I was telling you earlier, Dave. That's why it's important to have those concentric circles of communication. And, and that's why I'd really like to take it just a few minutes and go into the next level. We talked about the first level of, of, of um, ham radio license being the technician license. I, I encourage people to go at least to get the general license. The general license gives you the ability to use the HF frequencies, HF high frequencies. And that's anything from 0 to 30 megahertz. This is where you get the international communication. This is where Dave Hodges can talk to Steve Quayle in Montana or um, Alex Jones or somebody else, is through HF communication. Um, it, it is completely a non-network system that allows you to talk to anyone that has a receiver tuned to that frequency. And this is why I recommend it, because you do get the ability to talk to, I can talk to my brother in Virginia, I can talk to my mother in Virginia Beach, I can talk to you. And and so I strongly recommend everybody goes and gets the first license, the second license, the general license. You can take them both on the same day. If you've, if you've studied the material, you can take them the same day and get the HF transmitting equipment. It's easy to get. It's not all that expensive. In fact, people ask me all the time about EMP. Well, you know, you can go to eBay right now, and you can type in PRC320. That is a British radio. You can get um, and it's a EMP-proof, waterproof, built for World War III, you know, radio built for the, in the 1990s. Um, that's a, that transmits on HF, legal frequencies for you to transmit on. It's a it's backpackable, and it's uh, used. It can be used as a uh, base station. And so, um, you know, with that, you have a radio that is going to most likely work. You can have it out in the rain; it won't hurt it. Um, and again, it's EMP proof. So th these are things people can get right now. 
that allow them to communicate between friends and family even over distance. And that's why I was saying this concentric circle of networking, especially for people who with high profile, such as yourself, that you have that ability with several other people of high profile that you're very good friends with, and that you have you develop your own codes, you know, whatever it is, like I said, the broken arrow code or whatever your approach codes, meaning that if you were approaching your friend, you would have, you could authenticate that you are who you are, um, you know, and, and a word for the day, um, and I also told you to offset your times by codes so that if you say you're arriving at a certain time, that's offset by a certain number of hours changed each day. Um, have uh, locations. I mean, you might have um, meet at Delta location. You might meet, you could call it, you know, whatever you want to call it. But that way, you know, you have a location that you don't have to say it's the shell station on the corner. You never want to do that. Um, you would use, you know, handles that you wouldn't even maybe call your friend you'd, by his real name. You'd call him by whatever we name you had determined. HF radio, high frequency radio, does give you the ability to communicate literally worldwide. Um, like I stated earlier in the program, I talked to someone in South um, Australia, Southern Australia, um, South America easily, you know, pretty much anywhere in the world. Uh, some of it depends on atmospherics, um, and so this is where, again, testing and training comes in. But anybody with high profile, even without high profile, if you have um, if you have family members that you would want to contact during a disaster, you're going to need to use your HF radio, high-frequency transceiver. Um, again, those are the frequencies that go from 0 to 30 and then in the 50 megahertz range, which is called 6 meter. Um, those are frequencies that generally transmit very, very far because they bounce up, hit the ionosphere, bounce back down to the Earth, bounce back up, hit the ionosphere, back, back and forth all the way, and so they go all around the globe. So uh, this is truly a non-network system of radio communication that you can do because, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced something big is coming down in this nation uh, and the communication lines will be interrupted and the ability to talk with people will be absolutely crit critical mandatory, that you'll be able to talk with people and network together for protection, for provision, uh, for just so many, di so many different things. Speaking of that, Joe Hagman just tried to call me. <laughs> he, he, he wants to talk to me about this, this, this same thing I was talking to you about. Um, so anyhow, um, it, it, is, it is critical for people to take this message seriously. You ask anybody in the military, is communication important? And they're going to laugh at you. Because they're going to know you don't have a military without communication. Let me tell you, you don't what, have anything without. Yeah, let me tell you what John Moore said. Um, John Moore, former Green Beret, direct uh, radio talk show host today, was uh, decorated. John Moore, good guy, good, loyal American, skilled soldier. He told me in combat his scariest moment was when he lost communication. Absolutely. Because you can't call in any support, and support is critical. It is absolutely critical to be able to call in support, whether you're just a some smuck like myself or you're somebody who has a, you know, a big desk. You got to be able to call in support. You you cannot stand on your own. And just as that young woman called in support that one night with a friend to come over. Just as people throughout the country during national emergencies have called in support, whether it was the Tennessee fires, the L.A. fires, the 9-11, whatever it is, you know, ham radio is what is used. And so, um, and I, w I will throw this on top of it, you mix ham radio with night vision, you can, you can coordinate at night, 
and you have a force that very few people will be able to deal with. This is why I talk to people. Everybody knows they need food, and you do need it. I mean, Dave, I've told you, I've seen people willing to sell their children for food, for money, to get food. Very unpleasant to see, but they'll do it. So you, everybody knows they need food. Everybody knows they need a water filter. You know you need it. Um, people avoid radio because there's a technological learning curve, and they avoid it. You're going to avoid it to your, I mean, your catastrophic results. People avoid night vision because of the cost. But you mix those two together where I can communicate effectively at night and mobilize at night, and you have a force that only the military would be able to deal with. I mean, or maybe some big law enforcement agency. But the average, you know, gang of brigands that would come against you, and you have the ability to coordinate at night with night vision communication, they're going to rue the day they came against you. I mean, they just will. Because you're going to be able to so dominate that battlefield that they will run packing. They will think they came up against a group of Navy SEALs. I mean, that's what they're going to think. Okay, well, let's go back. Let's go back to practicality because I, I'm sold. I mean, I uh, when we talked about this today, I need to get with Steve and uh, Doug and Joe Hagman, and uh, we, we need to solidify our communications. I agree. So what's it going to cost? How hard is it to learn? How technical do you have to be? Can you put the antenna up easy on your roof, or do you need to hire somebody? I mean, give me the lowdown here on what you got to do. Um, well, it, it, the, the HF antennas, regular uh, high-frequency I mean, antennas are – they, they vary dramatically. I have several different on my property. I have one that's 270 feet long, so you need a piece in the country to do that. They can be a lot smaller. Um, I also have one that's just a, uh, a standard one I can set up in a few minutes. It's uh, straight up and down. So, what do you mean straight up and down? You know, my I mean, just like a like a aerial, straight up and down aerial. It mounts on a tripod. You can transmit on that. I can talk to anybody around the world with it. Um, where do, where do you put antenna. the tripod? You put it on your roof, right? No, you can put it on the ground. Just set it up on the ground. You could keep, you could carry this thing in your truck and Ooh. set it up mobile. Yeah. Is it ba- is it battery powered? No, it doesn't. No, the antenna doesn't have any power to it at all. No, power no, I'm talking the about the, the unit itself. Yeah, I mean, I have a what's called a Yeshu 857D. It's a it's a it's a basically it has everything in one package. It's around a thousand bucks for that radio. There's a lot of people that sell them, and it does uh, UHF, VHF, six meter, and HF. Uh, and the 220 uh, megahertz band, so it does everything, and I can, that's battery powered. You can run it up a 12 volt battery, um, put that on a 12 volt battery, hook it up to that antenna, and all of a sudden I have global communication. Um, let me ask you this about about broadcasting. You can tell I'm a radio guy when I ask something like this. Is this just one on one communication, or can you hook up and do like uh, uh, multiple calling? Well, again, it's the, the radio's open frequency. Anybody with a receiver is going to pick it up. That's why it's important maybe to, you know, say things that mean other things. Um, I, guess, I guess you get the drift of that. Um, but, no, if I transmit on a frequency, anybody can listen to it. So um, do I want to transmit my real name? Do I want to transmit the real time, the real location? You know, do I want to transmit anything that's real? Um, that can all be kind of messed with, and, you know, you can – things to it that mean different things so this is the only time of an, an emergency where life and limb are threatened i'm not t- telling you to do this during the average day but when life and limb are threatened you might not want to say where you're at you might want to say something differently to protect life and limb and um you know that that would be you know i think an acceptable practice because under normal conditions code is illegal on ham radio 
Um, so I want to state that real clear. Code is illegal on a ham radio. But in, in a time of national emergency where there could be people that would be injuring you if they knew where you were at or if you had supplies that they wanted, um, obviously you're not going to get on there and say, listen, I've got a year's worth of food and I live here. I mean, that would be kind of foolhardy. Maybe you'd want to make them think that there's a year's worth of food somewhere else and that they live there. I, I don't know. Um, so, but that, that's what it is. You have, you have two different classifications of license. The first one gives you the ability to communicate locally up to about 100 miles. The second one gives you the ability to com communicate globally. You can set up antennas and stuff very quickly. I can, I'll be glad to consult with people. It's, it's really a whole lesson in and of itself. But you, you can set up ham radio with a global transceiver and an antenna for maybe a couple thousand bucks. That might sound like a lot, but it gives you the ability to be in charge. What does the military spend on communication? Billions and billions. Just think of the satellites they put in the air. What are they for? Communication. What are the GPS satellites for? Communication. What are the spy satellites for? Obviously, they communicate intel. <coughs> so, if the military spends billions and billions of dollars on communication, they spend, you know, they have backpack radios. They have all kinds of technology they use with them. Like I said, that PRC 320 that you can buy on eBay. Um, it is a EMP hardened, basically rugged HF transceiver, and if you have a license, you can legally use those frequencies. That gives you the ability to communicate globally. So those are things that I recommend. And again, if you have friends, develop networks with those radios that you can talk to each other. And uh, if one of you are in need or has has need, uh, if something's happening, if you have um, maybe some people at your door that are not very friendly and they're trying to take your supplies or whatever during a national emergency, you can call for uh, your friends to come and uh, reinforce you to make it wish that they had not come to your place. Because again, you know, you can only keep what you can defend. And you can't generally defend it by yourself. You're going to need help. Well, <laughs> you're going to need help. But I think not feeling isolated is just as important because you're going to have to worry about your mental health. And if you feel you can reach out and at least get people in like circumstances to you, I think that goes a long way. Bob, well, Absolutely. if people want to know more about this communications equipment, and this is why I did this, because I really, I'm going to move towards doing this, Bob, because I really believe you're right. I think the net's coming down. I think the cell phones are coming down, uh, at least temporarily. So how can people find out more, and, and, and can you get them situated? Tell, tell the audience in about a minute here what you can do for them. Okay, well, they, they can call me, and I'd be glad to talk with them about uh, what they what their needs are. You know, and a lot of it depends on where are your relatives, how far apart are your relatives, are your friends. You know, what kind of communication network do you need? Um, that 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 plays into the equation. I mean, obviously, budget plays into the equation. So I'll be glad to work with people um, and talk to them about what they need as far as that's concerned. And a lot of times, uh, I'll tell them to get something that I don't sell. I mean, uh, eBay, those PRC 320s are a bulletproof, bombproof, EMP-proof radio. I mean, I'm not going to make any money on that but um you know they are good radios um and they do what they say they'll do so um you know you can get that and then get your license and you can legally transmit on those frequencies there are some drawbacks to them um, they don't scan well they're, they're designed to uh, match frequency with somebody else because of these clunking knobs you know, you know the old cell knobs and you have to dial in the frequency so it's not going to be easy to scan with but um they are and in worst case, if an EMP went off, they, those radios would probably still work. So um, I, I'd be glad to talk to people. They just have to call me at 800-627-3809, 800-627-3809.
and uh, we can uh, get you going as far as getting protected. Because again, um, what I tell people is night vision and communication, they will set you apart as far as your ability to survive. Absolutely. Well, Bob, on short, short notice, you're willing to come on here and share what I think is important preparation for these tough times that we're in right now. And I appreciate you joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We've been speaking with Bob Griswold of ReadyMadeResources.com. Bob, thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay.